Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Live Free Creative, an intentional podcast with practical tips for living your life on purpose. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I believe in creativity, adventure, curiosity, and the magic of small moments. I hope that every time you listen, you feel empowered and free to live the life that you want. Hey, hello there. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to podcast episode number 158, Build and Maintain a Love Map. I'm so excited to be wrapping up this month of episodes on relationships. How has it been for you? Have you enjoyed the last few episodes focusing on your romantic relationship? We've talked about 15 of the lessons that Dave and I have learned during our 15 years of marriage. We talked about sex and intimacy and orgasms. Did you miss that episode? You may want to go back and listen if you did. We talked about reducing friction in your relationship with a few intentional practices that you can implement right away. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about building and maintaining a love map. And I'm going to explain more about what that looks like in just a minute. Now, all of these episodes, including today's, have been sponsored by Kokanoo, which is a USDA organic, all-natural personal lubricant. It's my very favorite. From the way the company was started, a husband and wife who were looking for a body-friendly, organic, sustainable solution to add a little bit of that smoothness in the bedroom without sacrificing their values of sustainability and intentionality and making sure that the things they put in and on their body were made of amazing, healthy, body-friendly ingredients. When they couldn't find something on the market, they set out to create their own and Kokanoo was born. I've talked about the three different varieties that Kokanoo has available. There's a water-based formula that's perfect if you're using any type of latex protection. There's the traditional coconut oil-based, gives you that silky, smooth feeling, never sticky, never tacky, never has any sort of a weird residue. And then there's also a CBD infuse that can add a little bit of extra enhancement or can help you relax a little bit if you find yourself tensing up sometimes in intimate situations. Everything about the company from the way they share education and information online and social media to their totally organic, all-natural formulation to even the totally plastic-free packaging that's made in the U.S. with sugarcane. Kokanoo was founded on the idea that couples should be able to find products to live healthier, happier lives, both inside and outside the bedroom. If you haven't yet given it a try, I encourage you to check it out. You can use the link in my show notes and use the code LIVEFREE for 15% off your entire order. We're coming up on the holiday season and some Kokanoo would make a perfect flirty and fun stocking stuffer for you and your partner. Again, that code is LIVEFREE for 15% off. Now let's head into this episode with a quick segment called Pause for a Poem. 
Bring me your pain, love. Spread it out like fine rugs, silk sashes, warm eggs, cinnamon, and cloves in burlap sacks. Show me the detail, the intricate embroidery on the collar, tiny shell buttons, the hem stitched the way you were taught, pricking just a thread, almost invisible. Unclasp it like jewels, the gold still hot from your body. Empty your basket of figs. Spill your wine. That hard nugget of pain. I would suck it, cradling it on my tongue like the slick seed of pomegranate. I would lift it tenderly as a great animal might carry a small one in the private cave of the mouth. Basket of Figs by Ellen Bass Such beautiful words. The imagery of inviting someone. I imagine this to be my partner to bring me his pain to spread it all out to empty your basket of figs, spill your wine, let me hold it for you, let me be here with you. The intimacy of that, the idea that we can be there for another so fully is a perfect introduction to the idea of building and maintaining our love maps. Now the phrase love map is from the Gottman Institute on Relationships. One of the more significant and widely used theories created by the research of the Gottman Institute is the idea of a sound relationship house. This is from Dr. John Gottman's book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. Now, these seven principles are all connected to each other and the walls of the house, there's all these things that go on inside it. The very first level though, level one, the the base, the foundation, of the sound relationship house is the love map. And the love map is simply this, knowing the little things about your partner's inner and outer life creates a strong foundation for your friendship and intimacy. Do any of you remember the days before our phones had maps on them that updated automatically by satellite? The days when cars or GPS systems were either implemented in the car itself or you had like this separate Garmin and it would tell you where to go. You know, the little voice would talk to you like a Google map does on your phone now. These maps, however, weren't updated automatically. They were like software that needed to be updated with a little disc. And I remember when I was a teenager that my dad once every year or two would buy the little updated map and he'd take out the old map and he'd put in the new little map into the GPS system that was like stuck onto the windshield in the car so that when we got in the car for our road trip or to head down to the lake or up to the mountains that the roads would be updated according to what you know the new road work and where things had been changed and moved and all of that. It also helped with where the gas stations were and where the grocery stores were and you know you could search on an old Garmin the way that you now can with this instant update system on our phones. It just didn't used to be automatic. You used to have to actually go buy the updated map and replace it. Of course, that would be historically accurate for 
paper maps as well that a, an original map would be drawn and then as new things were added and new cities were built and um, old cities were you know abandoned and earthquakes and floods and tornadoes changed the landscape and the topography maps would be updated as technology increased and we were able to see a little bit differently maybe we you know got some satellites up there and we could see that where the paces that people had been counting off in their map making was not entirely accurate and so things have gone back and changed over time how many of you had a map growing up that had the ussr as one of the countries or that had Yugoslavia or Czechoslovakia on the map that, you know, of course, those divisions and countries and the makeup of our world, even though the actual topography and land itself may not have changed dramatically, the, the dividing lines and uh, the, the ways that things are organized politically have changed a lot, even since I was a kid. Any of us would think it is silly to assume that a map would stay constant over time. We, you know, in talking about this, listening to me even just mention this, you'd think, of course, things are going to change. New roads are going to be built. Old roads are going to be abandoned. New gas stations will pop up. They're going to add a McDonald's and a subway at every single exit across the entire country. You also probably can recognize how important it is when you're trying to get somewhere, when you're on a journey, when you're on a road trip, that you have an accurate map that you've updated to know where you're actually going. That if you take the wrong road and just keep driving that way, assuming that things are the same that they used to be, that you might not end up where you expect. Now, how does this apply to our relationships? Well, when I was 22, I was a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints living in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And in one of the final conferences that I went to with, you know, a huge gathering of hundreds of other evangelical missionaries, the president of the area, our mission president, gave a talk, a presentation about marriage, which I thought was a really interesting topic because we were all young. We were all focused on, you know, preaching and serving the people in Argentina. Our current focus was definitely not supposed to be romantic relationships. However, the piece of advice that this mission president shared in that conference is something that I have remembered for now, you know, almost 20 years. He said that the most important thing that you can do in a romantic relationship, in a marriage, is to learn to love your partner and then to love them, and then to learn to love them, and then to love them, and then to learn to love them, and then to love them. At the time, I remember thinking, he's being a little redundant. He's said that same sentence three times in a row. I don't really understand. And it wasn't until I got married and thought that I knew so much about this person who I had fallen in love with and wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And I had learned to love him so well. And then we changed. Our life changed. The season of our life changed. Our circumstances changed. And I remembered this advice that you need to learn to love them and love them and then learn to love them again so that you can love them. Just like your Garmin map system and our current 
ever-updating Google Maps, our partner and our relationship is ever-changing. I know I myself am ever-changing. And the idea that we can and are invited to and have the opportunity to willingly and intentionally update those maps as we go along is really important and exciting. The Gottman Institute talks about the idea of a love map as your understanding of your partner's life. How well do you know your partner? Not the person that you married five years ago or 10 years ago or 35 years ago, but the person that you're married to today. How well do you know their hopes and dreams? How well do you know the ins and outs of their life? Do you know what projects they're working on in the office or in their business? Do you know one of the hobbies that they've been thinking about taking up and aren't really sure about how to begin? Do you know what keeps them up at night? What they're worried about right now? Do you know if they had an extra thousand dollars sitting around what they might want to do with it how they would want to use it or save it or spend it or share it according to john gottman's research one of the most important factors in a couple staying together and staying happy together in the long term is what's called marital friendship it's the idea that these couples know each other well and that they like each other (laughs) When you choose to spend your life with someone in a sustained long-term relationship, you're handing over a map of yourself, of your past, your present, and your future. And you are receiving the same from your partner. It includes who you are now, who you will be, who you hope to be. It includes your fears and your desires, your dreams. It's an important task and responsibility for members of the relationship to continue to add details and make adjustments to that map as necessary. One of the best ways to make these updates is to ask thoughtful and open-ended questions, to have these conversations where you're able to talk about each other more than just the logistics of daily living and the kids and the bills and the mortgage and the car that needs to be repaired and the dog that needs to be walked. What about the idea that you had that you've been excited about? What about the memory that you had of your childhood that's been making you smile or making you sad? If you feel like your operating system of your partner might be a little bit out of date, like it's been a while since you sort of got in there to discover what they're loving right now, how to better love them. Whether that's the things that they're interested in right now, if their hobbies have shifted and changed over time, whether it has to do with their hopes and dreams and goals, the big things that they're anticipating for the future, or the small things that happen throughout their day that you might not know about. One of the best ways to update our love maps with our partner is to simply ask questions. And to that end, I have pulled some questions from the Gottman Institute website that they recommend for this love map update. 
I've created a simple PDF that's a free download. You can go to the show notes at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. Look for this episode, number 158, and you can download the simple one page of questions. I'm going to read them to you here, but if it's easier for you to just print it off so that you have them available, you can sit down, make some time this week or this weekend to have a conversation with your partner and find out. Maybe some of these you think you can answer right away. Maybe some of them you can't. It's a good way to have a little conversation starter and see how you're doing as far as understanding and knowing each other. Now, they're not super deep questions, all of them, but let me read them for you. And I want you to think as I'm reading them, if you could answer it right now, or if you actually maybe do need to have a little sit down chat to update your love map. The first one is name your partner's two closest friends. Next, what does your partner value most in a friendship? Name one of your partner's current hobbies. What stresses your partner out right now? Maybe it's you asking these questions. (laughs) Describe in detail what your partner did today or yesterday. I love that question because it just gets to the minutia of our everyday lives, but that's what we're living. If we don't know about the little things happening in our everyday lives, then it's definitely going to be harder to care about the big things. The little things are what make up the life. What is your partner's fondest unrealized dream? What is one of your partner's greatest fears or disaster scenarios? What is your partner's favorite way to spend an evening? Maybe what your partner loved to do three years ago, their favorite pastime a few years ago has changed. Maybe that's different now. Maybe the things you loved to do for fun three years ago have changed. Maybe they're different now. You see how this update is really helpful. What is one of your partner's favorite ways to be soothed? I think that is such an interesting question because it feels quite intimate, quite personal. How does your partner like to be soothed when they're upset? Name a household task that your partner dislikes. What is your partner's ideal weekend? Would you know what to pack for your partner for a weekend trip? Hmm... I was talking to my older sister on the phone a couple days ago and I read her those questions and we talked through them and she said, I think that I know most of them, but there's a couple that I kind of would need to check in and find out about. I thought it was interesting. She mentioned that one of her husband's unrealized dreams was realized in the last couple years. And she said, that was sort of our big, our big dream. And I don't really know what, if there's another one or, or what else we're looking forward to and I think I mean that how awesome right to have a big unrealized dream that is realized and have a dream come true and is there something now more something that you're looking forward to or something that's maybe not a specific like box check but uh, an ongoing practice or an ongoing ideal for your lifestyle your family culture the hopes and dreams that you have individually as well as collectively Just as I was preparing for this episode as well, Dave and I went on a date night and we used the drive time. We went to see the Indigo Girls live. They were in Charlottesville, Virginia, and it was so fun. We saw them in concert in the same venue 
pre-COVID. And so this felt like a fun full circle to be back. It's an outdoor venue and to be able to be back and to experience live music again. It was really wonderful. And we used the drive. It's about an hour drive. We used the drive time to update our own love maps. And I pulled some of the questions from this sheet and posed them to Dave and learned a little bit more about the things that he's excited about right now, about the projects he's working on at the office, about his day-to-day activities when we're not together, when he's at the office or at the gym or when I'm at the office and he's with the kids. There is a closeness that comes with that marital friendship, with knowing each other well and not having known each other well because you once dated and you once spent a lot of time together, but knowing each other well right now. I know that life gets complicated, that relationships get complicated, both from the inside and from the outside. And building and updating your love maps of each other can help keep things in the relationship more simple because you're on the same page. Literally, you can see each other clearly. And when we see each other clearly, we're much more likely to love each other well. When Dave and I were first dating, at some point I had asked him about one of his favorite foods. And I don't know if it was because we maybe were at the fair or if he had just had a corn dog recently. <laughs> but he, he told me that he really liked corn dogs. And, you know, corn dogs are great, right? I mean, he wasn't wrong that corn dogs are amazing. But when his birthday rolled around, his 27th birthday, I threw him a corn dog party. I had zeroed in on this thing that he said he loved and taken it to the extreme. We had all different kinds of corn dogs and dips and, of course, drinks and a chocolate cake. The corn dog party has gone down in history in our relationship. It was fun and, it, you know, it's nice to have a theme. And it was also interesting to note that a couple weeks after the party, I asked David if he wanted to go get a corn dog, and he was like, "No, you know, I'm. I think I might be over corn dogs. Like, I might be done with those now. I don't know if it was the party that sort of pushed him over the edge, or if you know he hadn't like loved corn dogs. He just had liked them, and they'd popped into his head when I initially asked him that question. We also kind of joke about the same thing that happened when Dave was himself on a mission. He was a missionary in Romania. And sometime, you know, in the months before he left, his mom had asked him about what candy he liked. And he said, wait for it, baby Ruth. I don't know who (laughs) answers the question, which is your favorite candy bar with the answer baby Ruth, but, but there it is. Dave answered, he loved baby Ruth candy. So for the entirety of his two-year mission, every time his sweet mother sent him a package, she included Baby Ruth candy bars. Whether they were mini bars or big bars, she always tossed in some Baby Ruth, which is such a generous and wonderful way to celebrate him. And he simply didn't ever update her that he had moved on from Baby Ruth candy bars. It's okay for us to change. It's okay for us to grow and to make new decisions and to update our preferences. I think I've mentioned in the show a couple weeks ago that we were about five or six years into our marriage when casually one night at dinner, 
Dave mentioned that he didn't really like berries. He didn't really like berry fruit. He liked watermelon and he liked apples and bananas, but he didn't like raspberries or strawberries. He felt like they were too sour. So I love fruit and I was the primary meal provider at our home. I was making all of our meals and I often served berries because they're high in antioxidants and they're delicious as far as I'm concerned. I laughed thinking back on all of the times that he had, you know, eaten these berries or maybe gently pushed them to the side of his plate after I had, you know, served him because he he did, he's not really a berry person. That's okay. It was so nice to know and to update my map with mm, maybe avoid berries. A few years later, when we were discussing what we wanted to do for a date night, Dave mentioned that a comedian was coming to a nearby town and that he really loved stand-up comedy. Friends, I really think this was the first time that I had heard that Dave was really into comedy and he was following the comedy scene and he was following along with the careers of a couple different comedians that he really liked and he was super excited about the idea of going to this stand-up comedy show. I was thrilled to find out about another hobby that he had and that has since become something that we enjoy together as well. It's been so nice to update our love maps as we've grown as individuals, as our relationship has grown. I think it's really important to remember in relationships as well as just in life generally that one of the only constants is going to be change and transformation. Just as the world turns and the seasons change and we get a little bit older and hopefully a little bit wiser and our jobs change and shift and our roles change and shift. And if you're parents, you know that as soon as you've got things figured out, about every six to eight weeks, I'd say something major (laughs) changes in the lives of one of our children or all three of them at the same time. And we're, we're continually needing to update. And rather than resenting that and feeling annoyed that we can't quite get our finger on it, that things don't stay the same, it's really helpful to update our own software, our own brain capacity to understand and expect change and transformation as a baseline constant in our lives. And to see that reflected in our partners rather than to say, hey, you know, you didn't used to like that, or you didn't used to be like that, or this is something that I thought I could count on in you because you used to be this way or that way, to understand that just as we are changing and our lives are changing, our partner is also continually changing. Their likes and dislikes, their interests, their goals and dreams, building and updating our understanding of each other, our love map, is one way that we can grow and change together rather than growing and changing apart. Learning to love and loving, and then learning to love and loving, and then learning to love and loving is how our relationship maintains its strength even as everything around it changes. I hope that this episode has given you some ideas even just for simple questions that you can ask. And remember, I have that PDF available as a free download. Head to the show notes at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. You can look for episode 158 and download and print that 
take it to your next date night or set a a few minutes on the calendar this week that you can sit down with your partner and ask each other these questions. Quiz yourself, quiz each other, get to know each other just a little bit better so that you continue to strengthen the foundation of your relationship and your marital friendship. Thank you so much as always for being here and tuning in to Live Free Creative Podcast. If you enjoy the show and you'd like to be more involved or to share a little support, here are some ways that you can do that. Number one is to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. There's a new show available every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Number two is to take a screenshot when you're listening, share it on social media, text it to a friend or family member. Let people know that you're listening in and loving Live Free Creative Podcast. Number three is to become a financial patron of the show. With just a $6 a month donation, you can share your financial support for the show. I create these episodes every single week for you to listen to for free. And if you have $6 to spare and you'd love to back the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash livefreecreative. In addition, when you become a patron, you can join our self-development book club, which is an amazing community of women. We gather online once a month to discuss a self-development book, and it is so fun. That's all available through Patreon. The other thing that's available through Patreon is my one-on-one creative mentorship. This is where I help you individually to work on a project that you're working on. I've helped people start shops, build blogs, develop social media presence or businesses. I've also helped moms and some men find balance in their lives, create new hobbies, develop an adventure plan for the year. Really, I'm there as a mentor to help you live your best life. You can find all of the details for the creative mentorship at patreon.com slash livefreecreative. And finally, if you haven't yet left a rating and a review for the show on iTunes, it just takes a couple minutes and it means so much to me. It also helps other people recognize whether or not this show would be a good fit for them. Thank you so much again for being here. I'll chat with you next week. Same time, same place. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.